This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Starting things out here tonight, uh, we will, of course, take your calls about anything in the absence of those. Well, we'll talk about other things you might find interesting uh, and coming up here tonight, in fact, to uh, to kick things off, World Net Daily is reporting on a pandemic response bill. And apparently it's not the only one out there. Apparently, according to what Wayne just told me moments before the show, there are a, at least a handful of these uh, from various different states around the country. But the pandemic response bill about how the state of Massachusetts, in this particular case, is going to deal with you... If you don't do as they say, we'll get to the details on that. Let's go to your phone calls first, though. That is the point of the program. Take your calls about anything. Renee is on the line in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Renee. Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight, Renee? Uh, I was wondering, I had a question about the vaccines. Um, do you think they had uh, started getting those vaccines uh, about five, six years ago? Do I think uh, they had the, what about? The, the vaccines that are... Making people uh, sick. See, uh, I'm a fairly new listener to this uh, station. I didn't know anything about it. I got an email from a friend that she uh, she sent it to me, and ever since I have not been able to stop listening every day. Well, that's uh, good. Uh, I I guess I, I still I'm not sure what your question was. What what about the vaccines five or six years ago? Okay. Uh, see, I have a daughter that's six years old now. Uh, she was uh, born normal, walking, starting to talk. After her first year, uh, we took her to get uh, her immunization shots. And I don't know if it's the same type of vaccines that they're uh, using or trying to use. Uh, Shortly after the uh, vaccine shot that she got uh, at one year, about three months later, uh, she started getting sick. And it turns out that uh, she had she has now a mitochondrial neurological diso- disorder and wow. she has lost her vision and you know she can't talk she hasn't been able, able to move or or say something um for 5 years now she's but you know she was normal now i've been listening to like i said almost every day and i, I am kind of connecting things together um you know i can never prove anything I didn't even well, have yeah, I mean, that's just it. How do you connect one thing to another? How can you was say she... that it was the vaccines that was uh, was doing this? I know that it's certainly a possibility. I mean, Mark, you've talked a number of times on this program about how you took some vaccines for the flu once and made it the sickest or made you the sickest you'd ever been. Uh, but that was more of an instantaneous response for you. Not, I mean, not instantaneous, but immediate, I guess, fairly quickly. You're saying it was two months before something uh, noticeable manifested? Yes. And, but like I said, we had never had any type of uh, uh, medical problems or, you know, the genetic doctors were asking questions about, you know, late family members or anything like that. And nothing was related. And they don't know exactly why this developed. Uh, and it, the the point is that she is, she is how she is right now. She's six years old now. Um, she gets around-the-clock nurses and stuff. Gosh. Um, my question is, I, I believe. See, I believe I have found a um, a something that will cure her. You found it. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, uh, stem cell treatments. Okay. But I've talked to a do- doctors, and it's illegal here and in Canada. However, I spoke to a doctor in Canada that says that he says that um, he does do it, but he doesn't do it in Canada. He goes travels to Mexico to perform these uh, treatments, and he says that they all have recovered and they have very great great expectations, but they charge thirty thousand dollars. Now, how does a person like me, uh, who has a normal, you know, sixteen, seventeen hundred? Seventeen dollars an hour job um, pays bills can help or, or get enough find a way to, to cure her. I mean, as a desperate father, I can do. I'll do anything. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, does the thirty thousand yeah. dollars come with a guarantee? Probably not, right? No, probably no. Well, they, it, right. they don't. I'd but, do it anyway. You know, I mean. Well, but I think what he's asking you is how do you, I mean, how do you afford $30,000? I, I, you know, if I, I would figure out some way to do it. I mean, I'm... I, how do, who's paying for the round-the-clock uh, nursing or whatever it is that she's getting, the, the care that she's currently getting? How much is that costing? Medicaid. Medicaid is paying for that. I see. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you deal with that. You take a loan out or, or something like that or... You know, promise to make payments. I'm not sure what the what kind of deals this guy is willing to uh, to work out. I I don't I don't know. Uh, Wayne, any ideas uh, for this guy on on what he can do? Well, you know, there's a lot of good websites out there for information on this type of thing. And one that I would check is called NaturalNews.com. In fact, there was an interview with a mom who had a similar situation who. Uh, applied some sort of treatment. Uh, it, it, it's a podcast you can download and listen to. I haven't listened to it yet, but a friend of mine did, and, and, and so it was very good. I have a very good, close friend I grew up with whose daughter had this, a similar situation. After one of the the bundled vaccines she got, she became autistic within, oh, days or weeks after, and she was perfectly normal before, just the typical story. And when you start to study how they make these vaccines, then you start to realize what the neurological damage can be. And more and more neurosurgeons and, and doctors now who have kind of broken away from the AMA and th- way of thinking are starting to speak out against this because they're saying that there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, things in vaccines that cause neurological and brain uh, inflammation, which it sounds like uh, your daughter may have had. So you're saying yes. that if you look to natural solutions, there may be something out there that's not quite $30,000? Yes, but you wouldn't know exactly what it is because you haven't been looking for that particular solution. I'm not a doctor. I don't feel comfortable mentioning, uh, mentioning something on the air. But I think that if you do your research, you, you will find some things out there that can help greatly. So there you go, Renee. Good luck out there, and uh, thank you for the call. Sorry to hear about I it. I think that was, a, that was a good answer. I mean, as far as the, medis- the medical system is very expensive, the inside-the-system kind of medical treatments out there, like you were saying, that the AMA would support, the kind of uh, establishment treatments are very, very pricey. And the natural uh, solutions... Why shouldn't they be? They have a monopoly on the, uh, the right. treatment. The natural solutions, you know, you might be able to go out there and get some sort of root and uh, and take those pills or something, and that could clear it up. I mean, I don't know if it will or it won't, uh, and I don't know what root or what plant or whatever it is. Uh, and in fact, it's, it's kind of difficult... You you can't get uh, a a doctor to recommend any of this stuff to you. You like not you're in this saying, country. You just have to to get out there and kind of dig around and and figure out what supposedly does what. Get recommendations from people who've had personal experiences and who might swear by a a certain treatment and give it a go. I mean, what do you got to lose, right? Right. 
Yeah, if if I were in that situation, I would usually look up um, ACAM. It's the American College for the Advancement of Medicine, and there are, there are MDs there who also are well versed in, in other types of treatment that are less invasive and less toxic. And those are good doctors. Usually, the ones I've talked to have been very well ahead of the curve in. Um, healing people and, and helping people to become well from these types of things. So the, these are do- doctors that aren't, uh, well, doctrinaire. They're not nailed to the, uh, the the kind of inside the system way of doing things. They're not nailed to allopathic cut, burn, and poison medicine. They'll use that as a last resort, but they, they try to find non-toxic, non-invasive ways to treat people first priority. That sounds like the most compassionate way to deal with something. I mean, to to help people is to is to go about that route first before subjecting them to this medical system that is so expensive and, and, and risky. And Yes, and those things are expensive and they're risky. For example, people have told me when they've been in Europe, in a country like Germany, where the doctor a lot of times will, will prescribe an herb rather than a drug for a certain condition. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Perhaps you have had some experience in this realm of, uh, you know, having a, a real success story with uh, one of the natural solutions, you're welcome to share that with us at 800-259-9231. And coming up, the pandemic response bill. According to the Massachusetts State Legislature, they've started to lay down details for you if you get caught up in their little quarantine situation that they may decide to utilize. It's, it's going to be an option for them. And uh, we'll tell you about what that in, uh, entails here in moments at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. If you dial in and take control of the airwaves, toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And we're inviting you to our website, the other talk show hosts in the industry. Most of them want to charge you for their websites. We give it away. Enjoy freetalklive.com. Also, enjoy the live streams you'll find there, including broadband, dial-up. Uh, we've also got webcam versions of the show. It's all totally free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen freetalklive.com and SACL CAI does have a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue here, lady callers first, we go to Susie. In Minnesota, you're on Free Talk Live. Susie. Yes, hi. What's on your mind tonight, Susie? I I just want to tell you I love your show. I listen every night. And I was calling in regards to the gentleman who was on with the sick daughter, the Mm six-year-old. And I just wanted to, first of all, I want to tell you an experience I had with regarding a vaccination that wasn't um, with humans, but this was in regards to my cat. And I lived in Mm -hmm. Chicago at the time. She was perfectly healthy. She was eight years old, nothing wrong. I took her in to get her vaccinations, and she immediately had a severe allergic reaction. And mm. I took her, I was on my way home, and she, it was just horrible. Oh. And I took her back, and she died. So oh my that's gosh. my experience with, and there was nothing wrong with her. And they didn't How even long tell me. between the vaccination and the death? Oh, it was, well, you know, it was, it was a weird thing because as soon as I got her in the car, I was like three blocks 
from the vet's office. She started just yelping in pain. I'd never heard an animal. It was just horrible. Oh, it's horrible. I turned around immediately. I got her in, and they did all these things to her. They never admitted. I believe that she died probably, you know, either that night or on Saturday. But this was on a, this was on a Saturday that this happened. Mm-hmm. So, of course, of course, they closed early. I think she either died that night or the next day. But they didn't even let me know for sure she died until Monday. And then they said her body, animals especially cats, I guess their bodies, you know, um, start to deteriorate very quickly. And so they couldn't, I couldn't do an autopsy on her because I, I, I said, I think you guys gave her something wrong. It was just really bad, but that was my experience. But so it's I not just, necessarily oh, that they, they gave her something wrong. They might have thought they were doing the right thing by vaccinating her. You had brought her in yeah. for a vaccination, I know. right? I know it, but that was my, just wanted to let you know my experience sure. with that. But you know, um, regarding the swine flu shot, too, the, you know, what I recommend your listeners do is go online and research that before they do anything, before they choose. Oh, my and gosh. And look up the yeah. ingredients because the, the swine flu shot has a, um, it, for example, it has formaldehyde in there. It does have mercury, which causes autism. This is what the doctors are saying now. It also has a sterilizing Some agent. Some doctors. Yep. A lot of the doctors are. There's a lot of research. There's, uh, if people go online, there's several different doctors. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and Dr. Rebecca Carley yep. are two doctors. Dr. Bill Deagle, and that's another gentleman that I wanted to recommend to the man with the the sick little girl. Also, Dr. He, Mercola. On, yeah, Mercola. Mercola's yeah, good, too. Well, yeah, he's good. But Dr. Bill Deagle is on GCN Live during the afternoon, and he has a website, Nutramedical Report. Okay. And, well, thank you for... Yep, thank you for all those suggestions. I'm sure that gentleman uh, appreciates hearing from you, and, and thank you for the call tonight. You know, um, and there's there's two camps here, and I'm certainly not the one to go, uh, you know, saying that, that scientific research is a bunch of bunk. However, I don't think that the, uh, the camp that is sort of pro-vaccine ever will – they won't give an inch on this. This woman's cat died. And I got out of nowhere. Sick. Right. I got sick from a vaccination. They'll say causation and correlation. There's there's no way there's just because that cat got sick and died right after the vaccine doesn't mean the vaccine had anything to do with it. It doesn't oh, yeah. necessarily. It doesn't necessarily. But there's a real darn good chance. Yeah. And they, they never admit that there's a that, that there's a possibility of an allergic reaction. The first thing they do is say thermosol. Thermosol doesn't have. It's it's this thing that, uh, that they used to use to uh, to preserve the vaccines and they don't don't use it anymore, and it did have mercury. Whatever, whatever thimerosal. I don't even know how how you properly pronounce it. Okay. But they'll they'll throw the argument off by by mentioning this stuff. Whoa! I didn't say thimerosal. I didn't say that. I said that I had some kind of allergic reaction, and this happens. And to say it doesn't happen, first off, if you don't have a kid, shut up. Okay. Nobody <laughs> want, nobody cares what you think about vaccines if you don't have a kid. All right, because that's why you're so well researched, just because you do. You don't have a a horse in this race. Well, you know what you have yourself, though, because you don't take them, do you? Take vaccines? Yes. No, I mean, but I think I was vaccinated as a kid for a handful of things. They I'm not sure how get, many. They want you to get a. Uh, um, they want more now right. than they. They did always in the past. want you boosters and all these other things. There's there's all kinds of vaccines that require boosters. If I was vaccinated for it, why do I need a booster? A booster. Uh, this tetanus vaccine, which you've thought, never have you ever heard of anyone with tetanus? No. Nope. 
There were four cases of tetanus in the entire U.S. Army during World War II. That's when people are crawling around in the poo down in southeast, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, Pacific Islands and southwest Rusty Asia. Rusty nails. Right. Four <laughs> cases. Uh, it, tetanus almost never happens. It's an mm. extraordinarily rare uh, occurrence. But they want you to get boosters every 10 years. Wow. And, and there's if, a business here. And if they're so safe, why is the CDC warning neurologists to watch for nerve diseases following the swine, these swine flu shots? That doesn't sound very Now, promising. we are going to get it. I Who's just want we? to make it clear. Uh, you, me, and Wayne. Um, what are you going to get? For this conversation, uh, well, from the listeners. Oh, there, from A lot the, of our some, listeners some are very that... pro-vaccine, and I'm not saying that there aren't some vaccines out there that might oh, well, have been successful in curing the, uh, um, you know, curing certain hey, diseases. you know, if and you want to inject something into yourself, that's right. your that's deal. Your own business, right. right. What, what they're concerned about is herd immunity. Like, there's a certain percentage, <laughs> right, herd immunity. I am no sheep. Okay, so if you want to take your kids and get them vaccinated, that's fine and dandy. They should be safe. Don't worry about mm-hmm. your kids. Don't worry about anything. Exactly. If you want vaccines for your kids, go get them. The whole, fine. The whole Shut herd, up, leave me alone. The whole herd immunity is such a baloney anyway. It's so bogus because, exactly, if, if it's so good, take it. It's, I'm not saying you shouldn't take it. I'm telling you why we don't take it. And if it is so safe, then, then if, you're, if you're vaccinated, then you shouldn't worry about it. Well, yeah, doesn't that, isn't the purpose of a vaccine to create an immune, use the immune system to fight off a little taste, mm-hmm. essentially, of what the, uh, the issue, what, what the, are, they, are they viruses? What are they fighting with the I vaccine? Don't even know usually they can usually viruses, sometimes bacteria, but the thing is that they use what's called adjuvenates, which are uh, substances within the vaccine which stimulate the immune system further so that they don't have to use as much of the serum part of the uh, the vaccination mm-hmm. and a lot of these adjuvants like the thimerosal, mercury, the and the squalene, which is really bad stuff. The, this one supposedly has a lot of squalene, which can sterilize you. It can give you neurological damage. It can cause brain inflammation. I mean, this stuff is is bad news. And and during the 70s, the last time they had a swine flu scare, about 30 or 40 million people took the vaccination, and they had huge cases of. of Guillain-Barr syndrome, which is a neurological disorder, worse I mean, than the, it's the, the, flu. the flu itself. Most people get the flu. They get sick for a few days. They get better. Well, flu kills people. There's no doubt that it does. I understand However, that, but the, you know when they the, the so thing does is traffic. They 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 talk about these vaccines as though they're the cure all and there's no problem. I, I, they, people need to know about the side effects. They're not told the side effects. I was t- given the flu vaccine twice. They said if you're having a reaction, it's all in your mind. <laughs> All right, more on the way here. Uh, as you might imagine, people have something to I say. I never had a clue. They have something to say about this issue. The phone lines are loading up. If you're there, we'll take your calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Across the sands of time, from the lands of Abraham to the lands of Julius Caesar, the metals of the earth were forged into the coin of the realm. Now you can own a piece of history with affordable ancient coins from the Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine eras. Guaranteed authentic by Janus Numismatics. Transport yourself to the distant past at ZeusCoin.com. That's ZeusCoin.com. Show is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by bringing up anything via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you can go to updates 
www.freetalklive.com to get on the list. Now, I don't think we mentioned this last night, and we should have, because I sent out a second update today about the voting situation. We are not in first place. No. Um, I, I, it's, it's not a position that I like being in. I can tell you that. I'm very uncomfortable with the idea. We have, I think it's been, 20, I think it's been 24 straight months that we have won. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's been pretty darn often. It's been a long we've time. We've been number one at Podcast Alley, which is one of the, ne- the myriad of podcasting websites, but certainly one of the, the oldest ones out there. Uh, one of the more established podcasting sites, and they have a top ten list that they they essentially recreate every single month. So they run the top ten contest for a month, and they reset the the totals, and then you get to go back and and vote all over again. So we ask our listeners to vote once per month because that's all that that you have to do, uh, and obviously you don't have to do it, but we certainly appreciate it. If you go to vote.freetalklive.com, you can cast your vote. You only need an email address, and that's used for verification purposes. So head over to uh, vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for the show. We're in second place. Last time I checked, third, uh, third now. Third. We, uh, we dropped down to third place. Yeah. So we're having a tough time this month. I don't know why. I think that probably what happens is, you know, the mentality is, well, you know, someone else will vote for me, or you know, so I'll just let those other people vote because Free Talk Live's number one every single month. Sure. And so every month somebody else maybe drops off the radar, saying, oh, they're number one again. There's no reason for me to to continue voting if they're just getting all these votes. Well, I don't think we're ever really number one by any significant margin. No. Um, well, that's because we generally don't push it. Um, no, if, we don't we're push winning. it. Right. If we are winning, we generally don't talk about it. So we are talking about it right now. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. And if you're a radio listener, you qualify as long as you have an Internet connection. Uh, if you like this show, you appreciate Free Talk Live. Podcast Alley is, a, is one of the ways that Internet people find this radio program. And we've... We've talked to a lot of folks over the years who have said, we've asked them, how'd you find the show? Through Podcast Alley's Top Ten. Yep. So Podcast Alley still still draws people to the um, to the show and, and that kind of thing. It, it also, probably even more so, is a useful tool for convincing advertisers it's a good idea to uh, advertise on Free Talk Live. It's not like Free Talk Live is, uh, you know, the Glenn Beck show or the Rush Limbaugh show. We're not the biggest boy on the block. And people have to be confident that uh, they're parting with their advertising dollar with a good venue. Who um, wouldn't want to be on the number one podcast? Sure. And so, you know, number two, eh. Not so attractive. Sorry. So, so please, uh, if we can show a a, a, a consistency at be, being number one, that's that's valuable. So it's a new month. So please vote at vote.freetalklive.com. We continue taking your phone calls here. Andrew is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andrew. Andrew. Hello, guys. Hey, you're on the air. Greetings. Um, I um, am a uh, staff member at the University uh, of New Hampshire. Uh, Obviously, my uh, opinions are those of me personally. Uh, But I want to talk about Alex calling up on Saturday about cops searching his bags and being informed that they could just go into his bag without him, uh, you know, having to consent. Yep. This is a young man who's just started the college experience at the very same campus that you are located and he had called in to talk about that, and, and I had said at the time, I don't think I would believe them on that. I mean, the claim that they can just search the bag, unless you've explicitly agreed to allow uh, bag searches from the campus security officers, I'd, I wouldn't feel too comfortable with uh, with just allowing that to happen. And I actually was uh, was thinking of you at the time, but I didn't want to mention your name or anything like that. Um, so what do you know? What can you share about this? Um, that Alex would be misinformed most likely by either his peers or someone else. Um, Happens all the time. Yes, uh, because 
And I would say that a majority of the arrests that um, the local police do, uh, Durham the University, um, are done by the cops merely either artfully asking uh, students and other people for consent to search places and then finding things that by law they're not allowed to have, or they just flat out ask and the students give it up. Sure. Oh, and they, you're right. I love how you say artfully uh, doing these things because they're so smooth. The cops are so practiced at, at this. Uh, they, they'll, they'll utter something that sounds very authoritative. I'm going to have to check your bag. That's now. right. Oh, I'm going to have to ask you if I can check your bag. I'm going to have to ask to see your bag. You know, that's that, that's all they'll have to say. And because it's a man in a uniform who is saying that to them, that they've been trained kind of by the system. They've been trained over years of growing up in the government indoctrination system that, oh, what the man in the badge says, you know, you need to do. And what you're saying, Andrew, is that's not necessarily the case. Uh, that's correct, because I would say that, you know, if the cop is going to search your bag, uh, he's going to do so, or she is going to do so, whether you consent or not, if the cop wants to search your bag. Yep. Whether or not it's legal is another matter, but, you know, the cop's going to search your bag regardless, so why would you allow the cop to search your bag? Just say no. That's what exactly. I say. Do it for everyone's constitutional rights, too. And it's, you know, even if you don't have anything in your bag, even if you're 100% certain there's not a six-pack of uh, alcohol or, you know, a, a bag of uh, joints sitting in there, even if you're certain that you've got that bag cleaned out, still, you should say no, uh, if for nothing else than to practice standing up for yourself. I mean, that's an ideal time to say no. I can understand why somebody would be pretty intimidated if they actually were toting around some contraband. Uh, and, you know, they'd be frightened about what could possibly uh, could possibly all the better of, reason not to say yes. Well, it is all the better reason. But if either way, whether you have something or you have nothing, just say no to these people. There's no reason not to. And it's exactly as you said, Andrew. If they're going to search, they're going to search. It doesn't matter what you say to them. Right. And, and going along the lines to uh, cops showing up at dorm rooms is, I would say, a good amount of arrests that students get for, uh, say, the, you know, uh, the war on drugs, as some people like to call it. Um, and, you know, a lot of students uh, like to partake in uh, smoking marijuana and possessing marijuana. Sure. And majority of, uh, from my uh, perception, a majority of those arrests are done by cops showing up, knocking at the door and saying, hey, do you mind if we come in and look? Or, hey, <laughs> do you have marijuana? Or, hey, can you show us marijuana? And the students go, thinking that they have to let the cop in or right. thinking that they have to tell the cop, hey, I have marijuana. And tell the cop, yes, I do. Here it is. Well, I'll plus the cops, the cops can uh, can they can they can work their magic by again continuing the intimidation tactics on them. If if they deal with some, if they come up to a door of somebody who's less than uh, happy to see them and not very interested in allowing them in, they can make statements like, uh, "Well, you know, we're just trying to help you out here. If you help us, we'll help you. You know, just just let us see the dope, kid." Uh, you know, we'll, we'll make this easy on you. They can say things like that, and it it kind of disarms people. Oh, you know, they're they're gonna hurt me if I don't do this. So I better show them because if I sh if I don't show them, they could be meaner to me. And if I show them, then they'll go. They said they'll go easy. They'll make it easy for me. Yep. Well, what does that even mean? They're gonna go easy on you. We're gonna help you. They're gonna help you into a jail cell. 
I mean, they, the cops are allowed to bend the truth. The cops are allowed to outright lie yes, in order are. to uh, to get their job done. And their job is to put you in a cell. Right. And most most students don't realize that. And granted, uh, sure. the university police are in a different uh, scenario because they're they're toting a dual role. They're both a law enforcement officer um, and a university official. So they have um, they're kind of two masters. They're one to uh, the criminal justice system by putting people through that system, as well as um, a mem- you know a staff member of the university. Now, would you so, say, a- Andrew, that uh, this general advice applies not just to the the campus on which you work? But around the country, unless you've specifically consented to having your bag searched at any old time that some staff member wants to search it, you should be saying no to these things, right? Uh, correct, yes. Um, because uh, if they have no legal obligation or legal right to search a bag, then you know, that, why, why would you give that up to them? That's why they're asking in the first place is because they right. don't have a reason to search. Great call tonight, Andrew. Thanks for the expertise, and uh, you're just the person I wanted to hear from on that issue. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can vote, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, at vote.freetalklive.com. And one of the other things you can do, and this is something you can do regularly, voting you only need to do once a month, but you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Entering Amazon through that link will result in a percentage of your purchase going to Free Talk Live. It's the same great Amazon prices that you're used to getting. It's just that Amazon takes a cut of their profits and sends them to us for just having you walk through our entrance, basically. Uh, so head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and I, when I say walk, I mean digitally walking into their site, if you will. Surf through Free Talk Live's entrance at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Get the stuff you need in the categories you're looking for, dozens of categories, uh, with free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items, even used items. They sell it almost all at Amazon. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We'll get a cut. All right, let's continue taking your calls about what you want. Scott's in Wisconsin, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Scott, Wisconsin? Hello. Wayne? Hello. You're on the air. I wanted to talk to Wayne, and you guys are listening, and I got something that uh, got you guys to be aware of. Um, it has to do with the shots. Um, Wayne, you mentioned it earlier about the squalin, and that is um, very dangerous. What it does, it attacks your nerves in your body, which cause paralyzation. And back in the first Gulf War, our soldiers were given an anthrax shot. And you never heard it on the news, but uh, a lot of those soldiers died from the anthrax shot. And the ones that didn't uh, become paralyzed in their uh, extremities and in their brain. I, had a friend. And I wanted you to comment on that first. Did you hear about that in the past? Yes, I have. I had a friend who was in the Gulf War who was seriously neurologically injured, and he knew a few other people. He knew one guy who died, he told me. But uh, in, at the time, they pretended not to know what it was from because they didn't want to tell the public. 
you know, they had to take these shots by force, and, and but it came out later that that's what it was from. Does that okay, and I got one more thing that Ian and uh, Mark and you guys to investigate last week out in Massachusetts that you were mentioning uh, earlier. Uh, they passed a bill, a new bill that's the 2028, that is uh, yep, the pandemic mandatory bill. shots, mandatory shots, and it's going to go to the House. So it's already passed the Senate out there, and uh, that, that, that gets passed through their House in Massachusetts. That thing could is going to spread like wildfire across yep. this country. We've got the details here, and you're right about that. Uh, t- bureaucracies do tend to copy one another. So when one uh, bureaucrat or bureaucracy comes up with a really bad state, police state kind of tyrannical <laughs> idea, they... <laughs> what is the howling monkey about? The Monkey see, monkey do. I see. Okay. Aping. They're other. aping. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so they always uh, tend to copy bad ideas. So I think you're right on your prediction. And so we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll give you some of the details on it coming up. Thank you for the call tonight, Scott. Let's continue, though, taking your phone calls here. Uh, we will get to the story about Massachusetts. But first, we're going to Cameron in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hey, Cameron, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How are you today? What's on your mind tonight, Cameron? Oh, I wanted to talk about this little Obama speech to the nation's school children. Yeah, what is all this about? I, I disturbing. Caught, I caught wind of it today. I guess they're uh, they're going to be doing this what during school hours, so they can make sure that everybody's watching. Yeah, I don't. I've only read a little bit here and there. I've actually, when I was waiting to get on air, I was actually in an argument on a in a FARC forum about this. But uh, yeah, he's going to come on air. He's going to speak to them about the importance of staying in school. Of course, staying in public school. You know, of course. Yeah. Um, and supposedly, I mean, I don't know if there's confirmation of this, he's going to talk about, like, you know, he's going to push his agenda, which I'm sure is either way. I mean, why you want to do it with school children, I don't know. And apparently they won't release the teleprompter script. Again, I don't know the entire story. I just, the idea of the president speaking to the nation's school children, uh, I don't know. So really this is, well, wait, wait, point of information. Uh, how is this going to be distributed? I mean, is it going to be, or, or distributed, how is it going uh, out over the air? Is it is it going close circuit to all the schools somehow, or is it... Uh, going to be you know publicized on ABC, CBS, and all that. Will we be able that, to see it? That's what I'm not. I mean, that's what I'm honestly not sure of. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I know like minimal details of it. I just heard it um, and had read like a little bit about it. I don't know how it's going to get out. I assume some of it will be like an internet feed. I'm sure they'll have like a closed circuit type deal. And it, who knows? I mean, the major networks are pretty much a mouthpiece for the government, so they'll probably be at it too. I'd love to see some hecklers. Well, yeah, if there I mean, were I, such I a thing. That's he, the thing. I don't know. Is he speaking from the White House, or is he speaking from, uh, like, a, is he going to be speaking a from a school and then broadcast to other students? See, I don't know, like, all the details. I, I don't either. Perhaps if you are paying a little closer attention to this story, and you can clue us in, 800-259-9231. But I've never heard of it before, though. A president uh, addressing take, school children? Yeah, taking the well, opportunity I to... Hadn't, I hadn't either, but then some people, uh, I guess there is, I guess back in, like, 91 or something, George H.W. Bush spoke to the children, spoke to the nation's school children about, you know, about how you don't want to hang out with the stupid kids. You know, you want to be smart. It's not cool to be stupid. So. <laughs> Live from Mount Olympus. When is this supposed to take place? Uh, I'm actually not sure of the date. I, I feel bad calling up with, like, a, a, a lack of details. But, okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, uh, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll dig around. Maybe we can find a, a little bit more information about this. Uh, and I thank you for the call. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Do you know more than we do or Cameron about this? Uh, you know, fill us in. 
Uh, maybe you are a school teacher, and maybe you've got the inside scoop on what's going to happen. I wonder what the conservative press is going to call this one. Like they called the, the thing with the beer. Remember when they invited the guys down, they called the beer bash. I wonder what they're going to call this one. I am being informed by one of my producers here that uh, it is going to be happening this Tuesday. So in less than a week's time, uh, the story, some Texas parents, uh, this is from Cron, Houston Chronicle, Cron.com. <laughs> some Texas parents are asking school principals to excuse their children from listening to a speech that President Obama will make to schools next week on the grounds that it smacks of political indoctrination. Yep. Uh, according to the Secretary of Education, the president will challenge students to work hard set educational goals, and take responsibility for their learning. And vote Democrat. Critics of the president are using the Internet to build opposition and encourage parents to request their children not be forced to listen. According to uh, one of the parents, I think it's inappropriate because it smacks a political indoctrination of the worst kind. It's not just a speech. It's a specific curriculum to go along with the speech directly from the president of the United States without review. Schools are getting a menu of classroom activities for students, according to the education secretary, designed by teachers to help and engage students and stimulate discussion on the importance of education in their lives. And I had actually come across this uh, menu, if you will, this classroom activity briefing, essentially, not for the high schools. I think they had a separate one for high school kids, but this was for like middle school and elementary school kids. And I don't have it in front of me. I didn't bookmark it because it wasn't interesting enough to really break down on the air. But essentially, one of the, the points was, why is the president so important to listen to? You know, is let's talk with the kids about these things. And so basically, you know, prepping them to be very receptive to whatever it is that he ends up suggesting. Take your shots. Right, so this is going to be a big event. This isn't well, just going to be, you know, flipping on the television set and watching what Obama says. This is going to be a classroom discussion about the president, who he is, why he's so important, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're going to, uh, you know, present yeah, the message. I, I would still say that if it occurred in 1991, likely that same sort of thing went on. And this is really just sort of, uh, you know, red team, blue team uh, oh, I posturing. Believe that. Yeah. However... I, I, I pull my kid out of school. I don't want him to see uh, what the president has to say because really these people, um, these these bureaucrats revere this man as a king. Um, so many people do. And, I, I you know, my child isn't going to be raised with the idea that he is the subject of a king. And he's president of the corporation known as the United States. He's not president of the American people. Well, <laughs> um, the American pe- many American people believe just that. So believe that he is their president. Sure. Well, I mean, maybe some of them he is, uh, but for me, no. It's not my government. He wasn't. A, he's not my president, nor was George Bush. Well, le- a real leader earns the position. Right. Re- real leaders are chosen by their followers on a voluntary basis. Uh, if you're if you're not chosen, then you're a dictator. And that's the difference between a, to me between a leader and a dictator. Uh, so if if you've got more information on this, uh, obviously some parents are very upset. And I think you're absolutely right, Mark. It's these same folks would have had no problem if George Bush uh, would have been speaking to their kids when during his presidency, they probably would not have objected at all, exactly. and he would have seen the reverse. But all that said, they're still in the within their rights uh, to to make such a statement and to to get their kid the hell out of school if that's what they want to do. It's not like it's going to make a damn bit of difference because the indoctrination goes on there 180 days a year or however yeah. many days the school uh, is in session. So if you think you're saving your children from some sort of political indoctrination by preventing them from listening to the president's speech, you're forgetting about the rest of the indoctrination that goes on all of the time in the government school. So if you're really concerned about that, 
You should get your kids out of government school and never send them back. Hour 2 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Toll-free 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Still to come, uh, the latest on the swine flu scare. They are in various different places around the country Talking about quarantining people, passing a legislation that will make things life very difficult on people who don't want to go along with their little uh, swine flu vaccination processes and things like that. We're going to share some of that with you here in a little bit, and we'll take your calls about anything. In fact, we're going to start with your calls by going to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Good afternoon, or I should say good evening, gentlemen. Indeed, sir. Yeah, I wanted to uh, just agree with what you said about the squalene. It's bad in the system, and it's bad within olive oil and, you know, on tossed salads and things. Equally bad. But uh, a little bit of humor there, but I guess very little. Uh, secondly, Apparently we, uh, we don't get the squalene jokes around here. Okay. But, but actually, squalene, if you put it in your salad, it's not nearly as harmful as if you inject it into your veins. That's, is that right? Yeah, it actually is fairly benign uh, if you were to um, yeah, put it on your skin or something. But uh, injected in the body, it creates a, in a very intense uh, autoimmune um, reaction, That's which, true. overreaction, which actually does harm healthy cells. Yeah, and if you ingest it on the salad, it it does that too. Uh, But anyhow, uh, the point I wanted to to raise is uh, the big news that the media really isn't covering regarding Beijing's central bank and their six major trading companies stating they would default on state-owned derivatives in their state-owned portfolios that is creating tremendous dismay with the bankers and central bankers around the world and the financial institutes the institutions that trade those uh what is that what does uh, leverage that mean? commodities what, what, uh, is, what does that mean well i think we're going to see in pittsburgh at the g8 summit in september uh later this month uh after that financial fallout and i think that's going to trigger the collapse that i had been talking about since march uh the collapse September, of October, the world November. economy Pardon me. The collapse of the world economy. Uh, yeah, but primarily our economy, since we tend to, we tended to have created those derivative uh, instruments. So it's going to be really bad, and it'll probably mean a complete, you know, 
uh, deflation of our currency and a very quick one. What's the uh, best uh, thing and that someone can do? It's interesting because oh, I'm sorry What's because that? right now uh, Beijing has already made arrangements with uh, Russia and several other non-aligned nations to have a secondary currency, the basket currency that could be used to offset contracts. So in a sense, I think the U.S. and the United Kingdom, but primarily the United States, is toast. And mm. it'll be very interesting to watch what's going to happen over the next 90 days. So, but, uh, Frank, I agree that, with you, Frank. Said, Before I you go on, Frank, um, pardon me? If, if, you know, what, can, what can I do to protect myself and my family in this circumstance? I don't think you can really do much of anything uh, at this point. Uh, except I don't know, maybe take a, maybe take some money out of the bank because if this does happen, we'll have a bank holiday and people. I assume we're going to have IMF restrictions as were imposed upon Chile and Argentina uh, four times over the last sixty years. What, what when will that the mean? IMF came in and sort of uh, uh, totally restructured the economy and expect for you know large blocks of valuable resources and uh, minerals commodities and really good real estate to be sold to you know sovereign wealth trust funds that are tax exempt and those nations that are holding the trillions and trillions of US dollars such as China Japan uh, a number of other nations uh, what's interesting i find right now the treasury department and the uh, IMF sort of underreporting the amount of US dollars that are being held but if you go to the BIS the bank of international settlements you get a more realistic picture. That's all I want to well, say. Well, I'm glad I you've like taken the time to, the, to do those things, Frank, because I don't know if I would be able to comprehend uh, all of no, the No, no, I sound like Cassandra tonight, but I just want to Ooh. tell the people, uh, if they do lose their financial assets, uh, not to really worry, because if they held them and we go through massive hyperinflation and deflation, it's going to be kind of nasty anyway. So basically, oh, yeah. just sort of, you know, make sure the refrigerator is stocked, uh, Get some good books to read and don't lose your – don't be willing to you know, jump out the window if you lose your job. I mean, right now, without our industrial base, we're cooked. And yeah. uh, it's going to be historically very interesting to watch this. Uh, this is a once-in-lifetime looting uh, of the wealth of a great industrial uh, nation as sort of empire. And well, the looting has been going on for a long time. It yeah. has been. That's it what has the inflation been going on process for a long time, is. and most definitely since the mid-1970s when the deindustrialization of this nation began. Thanks, Frank, but for the call tonight. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you. Uh, Wayne, I mean, as, as kind of the resident financial guru here on the show, your thoughts on what Frank's uh, analysis? You know, I was? saw the story, and, and I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, oh this is not good. And, and when you th- and you consider that there's all these derivatives, they call them, they're sort of bets where, where uh, it's a security that derives its value from something else. And many have said, who are pretty informed, that if you look at the ones above board and below board, the secret ones, there's over $1.2 quadrillion worth of derivatives out there. And about two years ago, Warren Buffett even said that they were weapons of financial mass destruction, because he could see that it was a ticking time bomb as well. So all these bets are all going to blow up, just like what you saw with subprime mortgages. But this is bigger. This is a bigger bubble. This is huge. And and the fact that you have someone like China who hold, holds a lot of U.S. dollars and U.S. dollar assets saying, you know what, we don't like this. This is a rigged game, and we're not playing anymore. That that can send shockwaves throughout the entire derivatives market and and create havoc. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But we're at such a fragile point right now with our financial system that any little wave could set the thing uh, tipping over. 
You well, know, I'd, I'd also like to point out that it is a resilient financial system that has managed to overcome quite a few bumps throughout the years, and many of the bears have predicted bad things along the way. I'm not saying that I don't think it's a good idea to have some canned food in the house, because I do. And I'm not saying I don't think it's a good idea to, you know, have a little garden going, because... For one, the food's just a heck of a lot better than that crap you eat at the grocery store. Um, I, you know, I think that those are good. I have that. Um, is all you have to do to have all the potatoes you'll ever need is take a bag of potatoes from the grocery store. What's it cost? Five bucks. Quarter them. Throw them out in a, a blank piece of land. Put some hay over them, and you'll have more potatoes you can eat in that year. Um, but you know, so you can handle these things, and I, your your mortgage likely won't be a real problem unless you've got one of those adjustable rate arms and. I don't oh, man. think I don't think they're going to be able to come and confiscate those houses fast enough. They've got so many houses on the market right now that they're, they're just not, not getting anything right, for them. They're not kicking anybody out. There's a lot of there's millions of houses that are empty that aren't even on the market yet too. So I you know the really the important stuff is food for your family, shelter, and all those other things. And I'm I you know I I, I think now is not the time to go out and spend a bunch of money. Maybe yes, that, absolutely. That but new you know pickup something? truck, this flat screen TV. Maybe now is not the time to get it. But you know, if you have some money, there are some things you can do. For example, there's some huge incentives right now now on solar panels. If you can put some yeah. solar panels and batteries in your house. Uh, I mean, I, I was looking in here in New Hampshire, an $18,000 two-kilowatt system, uh, your net cost after all the incentives and rebates is $2,200. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Even the power companies are giving uh, dollar incentives. And then not to mention the fact because that your, your power <laughs> bill will be lower. So if you've got some money uh, and you don't want to see it go to, down the drain in value, you know, buy some things that are worth something that can, that can help you. Well, this is why I've been advocating gold and silver. The fact is I think that people will, um, will continue to want that. Sure, if the dollar tanks, many, um, you know, many numismatic coins will not be worth as much, but they're not going to diminish in value at the, at the breakneck speed that the Federal Reserve note will. And as far as if things get really bad, and I, I kind of I'm with you, Mark, in that I I'm a pretty optimistic guy when it comes to the economy. So and, I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. no, no. You, I think you guys see me as as a bear right now, but I'm a bear for a reason. I'm inherently an optimistic person, and I know this will pass. But right now, when I look at the fundamentals of the economy, when I look at the fact that that there are too many consumers of wealth and not enough creators of wealth. And that is that trend has been going on for a while, but it's increasing right now. When you see that, there's no possible way you can logically be bear or bullish on the economy right now. I can tell you that uh, Jason Osborne, the main sponsor of the show, feels the same way as Wayne does. That it's uh, uh, you know like uh, it, that the economy's in the crap can and it's probably not coming out. Toll That's free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up anything. How are you preparing? If you are preparing at all. For an unexpected change, although I guess some people are expecting the worst. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so... Enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. You can see them over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. And check out the Low Country Liberty Report. It's, he, he's a Ridleyographer from Savannah, Georgia, and he focuses on pro-freedom issues from around the country. Liberty-oriented reports for liberty-minded folk. 
He doesn't pretend to be unbiased in reporting and tries to add some humor to his reports. So find his videos at lclreport.com. That's the Low Country Liberty uh, Low Country Liberty Report, lclreport.com. As we go to your phone calls about whatever you want. Jeff is in Texas, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Yeah, hi. I'd just like to talk about our wonderful, compassionate president and his uh, upcoming effort to address directly the school children of, of our nation and, and tell them how wonderful it's going to be to, to take the flu shot. That's very charitable of you. Well, yeah, he says I mean, it's about staying in school, not about a flu shot. No, it's, it's about understanding the, the chain of authority. It doesn't go from God to the parents to the children. It goes from Lucifer to Obama to the children. And that's what I'm so ha- happy about. Okay, well, here's, here's my issue with this whole uh, controversy of these people saying they're going to pull their kids out of school. Do we lose him? Are you there? I think we lost him. Okay. Anyway, here's my issue with this uh, is that, great, yeah, okay. Sure. Obama, dear leader, it's kind of creepy that he's addressing the school children. No doubt about it. I'm with you. But what I don't understand is the the willful ignorance on part of these folks to just pretend like this is brand new. Like this kind of stuff. Oh, this never has. This never happened before. Obama's a bad man. Uh, but, but, well, now we got to get this socialist indoctrination out of the schools. Well, but it's it's happening all all along. It's been happening for decades. Uh, this, the government schools have a, a vested interest in teaching your kids that government is great, and government uh, is either usually in this country operating on a, a kind of a fascistic uh, fascistic basis or a socialistic basis. So you've been having young people in America being indoctrinated with all kinds of poisonous ideas from the government schools. Does it really make it? That much worse that it's Obama who's going to be doing it for 10 for some minutes people it does. or 12 minutes or however long the, the speech is, is going to end up being? For some people it does. For some people it's, it's, it's about the party that, uh, that, that, that's really the issue, not, um, you know, not, the fact that, not, not how big the government is. That's right. Back in the early 90s when George Herbert Walker Bush did it, supposedly, I'm sure the Republicans had no problem with it. Right. Because their guy was talking to the kids. But now it's, it's this kind of this continuing mantra that you're hearing from the, the so-called conservatives out there about how now it's a socialist country. The, since Obama has won, uh, the, the, he's there's been no taking, guarantee that the caller was trying to say that. I know that. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not talking about him. He's yeah. gone. Uh, but uh, th- th- this is kind of a mentality that you're hearing out there amongst the conservative talk show hosts who all of a sudden have found uh, the ideas of liberty again. Whereas, <laughs> yes, it's amazing how quickly they have. You know, two years ago, they were all in Club favor Gitmo, of... baby. Right. Torture them all. Right. They were, exactly. And they thought Rush- the, Patriot, the Patriot Act was wonderful. And now it's being used against people like them. Isn't that ironic? That's how it tends to work. If you intend to control others, you'll find yourself being controlled. And here you have these people coming to a correct conclusion. Yes, Obama is, you know, in favor of socialism, but he's probably also in favor of fascism uh, to, to some extent. And uh, so that's all true, but it's not just happening on one day. I mean, wake up. Mm-hmm. The government school system is designed to turn your kids into obedient little serfs that'll just go along with whatever it is that they're told. Oh, whatever it is this, uh, the president tells you or the man with the badge, you need to do what he says. And that, that stuff has been going on forever. So if you're upset about Obama speaking to your kids, you really should be more concerned with what's happening the other 179 days during the school year. But parents don't know. They're not there. How can they know what's happening? And when I remember what it was like when I came home from school. My parents asked me, so how was school today? Eh, 
School sucks. <laughs> or it was okay. What'd you learn? I don't know. Did you have a yeah. goatee back then? But depend. <laughs> I guess it would depend on how old I was. But, um, but what I'm trying to get at here is that how are you how are you supposed to know as a parent what kind of curriculum is happening unless you're actually reading all of the handouts and you're parsing through every little bit of information that you can possibly get your hands on from your kids. You can't. So what you have to just understand is that the system exists for a purpose, and it's been really pretty successful in achieving that purpose. And the purpose is to create a docile class of obedient people. So if that bothers you, then do what I suggested earlier and get your kids the hell out of the government schools and never return. Here's another example of what's going on in your government schools, in these government schools. From USA Today, I mentioned this on the Saturday show, we never got to it. Anyone tempted to ignore the 2010 census will have a tough time doing it, especially if they have kids in school. The government has launched Census in Schools, an all-out campaign targeting superintendents, principals, teachers, students, and indirectly parents. As schools open across the nation this month and the next, the message? The census is coming. And here's why everyone should care. The goal is to send posters, teaching guides, maps, lesson plans... To every school in the nation, Puerto Rico and U.S. island territories, uh, and Puerto Rico and right. island, uh, to encourage everyone to participate in the national count. Of course, we all know it's more than just a national count. There are several questions that they ask now on the uh, the, the U.S. census. But uh, nonetheless, the materials will land in more than 118,000 schools and reach 56 million students. Chief of the Census Schools Program, Renee Copeland, says it's great to reach the children because children are such strong voices in their homes. In households, in households that are linguistically, linguistically isolated, they can express the information to their parents. Linguistically isolated. Isn't that an interesting term? Does that mean they only speak one language? It means they haven't been indoctrinated as well as the kids in the schools are. The school effort is more ambitious than in 2000, the last time the government set out to count everyone. At that time, teachers had to request the material, and it was only available in print. Now the kits and lessons will arrive in every school, and lesson plans can be downloaded online, where they'll be available in 28 languages. Lesson plans about the census. Hmm. What do you think that's going to be like? Do you think they'll be teaching the kids? Now, kids, the census was originally formed to, uh, to discover what the amount of population was in the country so we can determine how many representatives and all that uh, people are supposed to have. But now we've, uh, we've, asked, uh, more peop- we've asked more of our citizens. We've asked uh, for your parents to answer these very, very important questions that we need to know. And, of course, your privacy will be respected. So don't worry. Tell your parents not to worry about uh, the information they're giving out here, but to have them fill out every single one of the questions because it's very, very important. It's important to this country that your parents participate 100%, kids, and don't let them get away with not filling out those forms. Well, and if your parents uh, perhaps um, are, you know, they're slow to fill out the form, you just need to let one of us know and we'll take care of it. I mean, uh, t- tell me they've they've already done things like uh, kids snitch uh, snitching on their pot smoking parents, all yeah. kinds of different and and zoning violations. Yes, the that, zoning enforcers. They've got the pro- uh, the program in I think it was Kentucky, uh, where they were turning seven year olds, second graders into little snitch squads. Like if you saw your neighbors with their grass growing too high or an old wheelbarrow out in the front of their yard that's rotting or something, you could snitch them out to uh, the little snitch squad line. And then they give them a candy bar or something like that. 
800-259-9231. There's a little more to this story about what they're intending to do with your kids if they are in government schools. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $19.70. That's right, $19.70. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Culture number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wade. And Mark. And we invite you online to freetalklive.com. We have the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive, wiki.freetalklive.com. If you don't like taking a uh, vitamin and an antioxidant uh, every morning, well, I've got a product for you. It's called Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. I've been taking it for probably a couple of months now. And it's a chewable vitamin that contains goji, mangosteen, acai, and nani fruit. And these uh, four superfruits are considered by many experts to be some of the most nutrient-rich fruits the world has to offer. And they're great antioxidants. Uh, just if you want a free week, just call 800-219-8874. That's 800-219-8874. Choose for health, and you can get a free week. Is all you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So the census, they are preparing for this. The 2010 census, uh, people have been going door-to-door, checking people's houses. Uh, the, the bureaucrats, they've hired bureaucrats to go around and verify that your house is there and GPS coordinated and stuff like that. That's yeah, already they, been they, they came and did my door. That's already been happening. Uh, now the story is about the census in schools bureaucracy, which is a campaign they've created, a government program essentially they've created at the federal level to reach out to school children and get them excited about getting their parents to participate in the 2010 census. Because to the government, your children, they're tools. They're an asset. Your children are a tool to be exploited. By the tools. To utilize your children for their purposes. And their purpose is to, well, you know, get people to be obedient and get them to do as they are told to do. And so if... You know, the kids are coming home from school and saying, Mommy, Daddy, we we were told that we're going to save the earth by recycling, so you better recycle. Hey, don't throw that plastic bottle away. You need to recycle that. I mean, the the constant harping by kids on their parents like that is very – it's a very effective technique. Oh, you know, I haven't been to school in 20 years. I mean, this recycling thing must have something to it. They told little Johnny about it in school. So, you know, maybe we should be recycling here. And, of course, as it turns out, recycling for the most part is a very – wasteful process that actually ends up, uh, you know, the the process of, for instance, extracting the print from the paper that you recycle is a very dirty, nasty, chemically uh, not-so-clean process, and uh, it costs more money to recycle these products than to make them from scratch in the first place. We 
could go down that road if we want we could if we wanted to but the the point is there are very few things that's actually profitable to recycle and that means that recycling for the most part is a big scam Yep. So, but, but toter sacks, however, they take uh, they take the, uh, the 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 little bits of the Volkswagen engine. Um, it's it's not entirely metal, although it's metally plasticky stuff, mm-hmm. and they make the the product completely out of it. We'll, we'll talk about toter sack in a little while, but um, what I'm saying here is that kids are being used. Uh, and they're being taken advantage of because they don't know better, right? Kids don't know better. Sure, they could go on the internet today, unlike you know before, where you'd have to go to some library and poke around through encyclopedias to find information. Kids can have uh, easy access to the internet, and they could go and research the claims their teachers are making and rebut them, and you know do their. But due their diligence. teachers could go and research the claims that you know the teachers that they're just as indoctrinated as anyone else. Right, but that's not what kids are trained to do. They're trained to accept the teacher's word at face value. Parrot it and, and then write it down on a test. Exactly. And and in this case, bring it home to the parents. There's a little more to this story here from USA Today where they're going to be sending out materials to 118,000 schools to attempt to reach every single child uh, in the government school system So, in the hopes that they will encourage their parents to participate. The Constitution mandates a complete population count every 10 years, the tally down to the city block helps redraw political boundaries and determine states' representation in Congress and the distribution of more than $400 billion in federal funds to state and local governments every year. The Associate Director for Partnership Development at the National Head Start Association says it's extremely important for us, saying that Head Start families have been undercounted and this has had a negative effect on their communities. This is a group that promotes school readiness for low-income children and their families. Between January and March, the Census Bureau will help plan a week of census indoctrination. Come on, that's what it really is. They're calling it census education, but it's indoctrination to get people to participate. During census week, teachers will devote 15 minutes every single day to, for five days to the topic by discussing such things as civic participation, confidentiality, or geography. Uh, beginning in mid-March, more than 120 million census questionnaires will be delivered to residential addresses. But it gets better. The Census Bureau is partnering with Sesame Street to extend the 2010 census message to preschoolers and adult caregivers. Come and play. Everything's A-OK. Are they going to make census songs and things like that uh, for kids to get excited about? They're going to come count Big Bird and his big nest there mm-hmm. on Sesame Street. And, yeah, and, and he's going to tell you all about how he reduced his carbon footprint. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to count Mr. Snuffleupagus, because not everybody can see him, you know. Under, well, then there's two people inside him, so will he count as one or two? <laughs> Under consideration, using Sesame Street characters on census materials and having characters participate in school events and public service announcements. You know, maybe they'd actually get better results from the census if the actual census that went out had a picture of Big Bird on the front. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, just... what a d- American adult, at least in, uh, you know, Generation X, uh, is not familiar with these characters. Uh, certainly their parents, the parents of Generation X would be familiar with them. So a lot of people in America are pretty familiar with the, the Sesame Street characters. Maybe they'd get a better return as far as the amount of people participating if, you know, if each character, uh, the, the characters from Sesame Street were on each page of the census, you know, with a cute little quote about why they they should, you know, they should be a good citizen and fill this out. Yeah, the yep. kid would probably fill it out for the parents, so it would kind of be like them ratting out their parents because they could write all this stuff down. They totally could do that. Elmo voted in the third person. 
you know, that could be that could, they could turn it into a, ho- a homework assignment, Wayne. I mean, it could basically be, okay, kids, the census went out this week. Your parents should have one of them at home. I don't know how they deliver it. Do they just do they put it in your mailbox? Does it come by postal mail, or does the actual census worker come by and? Drop it off on your front door. I've never actually had to deal with this before. I I would think that I would think they would send them to your uh, mailbox, and then the people that were uh, slated for the special extra census questionnaire thing that they do would probably just uh, you know they'd they'd be waiting around for their their census worker to come. Well, yeah, and if you don't return it, then they will send you someone to visit you and ask you to uh, to finish it up. I'm sure they'll try to threaten you, but as we've seen, it's veiled cloaked threats. Yeah, Daddy has a machine gun. Whoops. So what they could do is they could say, "All right, kids. Well, we've well, talked about census workers in the basement. We've <laughs> talked about the census, and now it's time your parents have the census at home this week. So keep your eyes open on your mailbox and make sure that you grab that when it comes in. And then this is your homework assignment for the week, kids. Go ahead and and fill out the census for your parents. Ask your parents the questions and fill it out. You know, they totally could do that." Because parents aren't that smart. You kids are pretty smart because you mm-hmm. go to school. But a lot of parents, they haven't gone to school in a long time, and they're not very smart. Yeah, well, that's a, that's. I don't know if they'll use those exact terms, but it's pretty disturbing. So I just wanted to share that with you uh, as an example, as yet another example in the unending cavalcade of examples coming from the government schools of how it is that the government is utilizing your children, if they're in government schools, against you. No wonder the people who lived in the Soviet Union are so freaked out who live here now. No, yeah. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Are you guys going to participate in the census? I um, I think that if I do get the census, I might very well, you know, the, the only answer that I'm I'm going to give to the census is three. So you it, are participating? I don't know. I, I haven't really come up, you know, like, it, it, it might be spur of the moment for me. I am not going to participate. I don't acknowledge the legitimacy of the federal government. I didn't sign that contract. The Constitution is not binding they certainly, me. They certainly aren't uh, sticking by it. The, uh, right. They don't stick by it, so why should I, right? Yeah. I didn't sign it in the first place. They swore an oath to it. They swore that they would uphold and defend and, and, and all of that the Constitution. Yeah, and the Constitution doesn't, bi- it doesn't bind citizens anyway. Um, so. What about you, Wayne? You, you filling out that one question? Count. I'll give them the count. You will? Yeah. All right. Good good little citizens. Do yes. as you're told. Oh, please. Don't hurt me, mister. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, all right. Enough with the census. There's more. Uh, the story coming out of Massachusetts about the swine flu situation. They're prepping up for possible mandatory vaccinations, possible quarantining. And what are they going to do? We'll give you some of the details coming up here. Take your calls about anything as well. 800-259-9231. And then 10 things to be excited and happy about. We'll get to that hopefully. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Share it with us at 800-259-9231. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Tonight, Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, the bulletin board system, and more. It's all free for you at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support the show, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. It's all there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. 
And Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose in every genre. Audible has it covered. Get your free audiobook download today. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, that's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, get your free audiobook. We continue here. Uh, more news about the swine flu situation, which to me doesn't really seem like much of a situation. It's people getting the flu. So it's just a variant on uh, on the flu. In fact, as some have pointed out, far fewer people have perished as a result of the swine flu than the actual regular flu that most people are regu- uh, used to dealing with. So why all of the hubbub? Why all of the, the fear-mongering on this? Well, they're, they're afraid it's going to mutate into something more deadly. And, it, it, you know, flus do mutate. And that's the other fallacy behind the vaccines, because the vaccines are designed to uh, address a certain... One iteration? Yes, a certain strain of it. But when you have multiple, maybe hundreds or thousands of strains of it, then it really doesn't protect you at all. So then li- you're just very limited protection. Then you're just taking yourself and putting yourself at risk by taking the vaccine and po- possibly having some sort of negative side effect. When in point of fact, as you're saying here, it might not even uh, vaccinate you successfully. Exactly. There are other ways you can protect yourself from the flu, and uh, vaccination theory is one theory that's out that's been out there for some time, and it's a very commercially popular and commercially successful uh, theory. Well, sure. Don't don't Americans just want the easy pop your pill and then you're done kind of solution? They do. That's basically what the vaccine is. Hey, just take this vaccine and you're done. What are some of the other solutions you're saying are out there? Well, keeping your, your immune system strong. For example, not getting run down, getting enough sleep every night, trying to get to bed at the same time every mm-hmm. night and get up the same time. That that helps a lot in, in keeping your immune system strong. Um, in the summertime, we get vitamin D from the sun. But in the wintertime, you don't. So some people suggest taking vitamin D in the wintertime to... Why would the sun not give you vitamin D during the wintertime? There isn't any in New Hampshire during the winter. Well, there's what are you talking about? It's overcast almost all winter long. That's not true. And then you have to get... What? You're not out as much, though, in the wintertime. I sit here and I look outside all day long. Uh, you are from not my a poster window child for world. vitamin D, my friend. <laughs> I'm just saying to you, it's not like the sun stops giving people vitamin D during the wintertime. It, it has a heck of a lot more atmosphere between it and uh, you during the winter because it has a, different, it has a longer angle. Um, people take vitamin D during the winter for good reason. Like I can understand if you're you don't saying, live in Florida anymore. I can man. understand if what you're saying is it's overcast and so the sun's not getting through at all. But if it's a sunny day during the winter, you're saying you're not getting vitamin D. You are it's getting a little some further vitamin away D. from you. You are getting yeah. I, I, the, the sun is weaker at that point. It is weaker. I am saying that it's lower in the sky. It's not out on as this, long. Okay. You're not getting. There's not as much availability of sun even on a sunny day in the wintertime. So there Those are, are all true. But yeah. if you're if it's if the sun is out and you're out in the sun, are you not getting vitamin D? You're going to get some, but not as much. as. See, the sun is not as intense in, in the winter as it is in the summer here. I see. And obviously not as plentiful. Uh, but, but aside from not getting run down in vitamin D, there are other things you can do. But I, I personally don't believe in vaccination theory. Some people might, and it's it's your prerogative. Just don't force me your theories on me. That's well, all. they may be That's forcing you, Wayne. According to uh, World Net Daily, they are saying here, Chelsea Schilling writing that a pandemic response bill is currently making its way through the Massachusetts state legislature would allow authorities, authorities to forcefully quarantine citizens in the event of a health emergency. Also, they'll be able to compel health providers to vaccinate citizens, authorize forceful entry into private dwellings, and destruction of citizen property and impose uh, impose fines on citizens 
for non-compliance. Well, we could have quite a few vaccination refugees coming up to New Hampshire to get away from that. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, If citizens refuse to comply with isolation or quarantine orders in the event of a health emergency, they may be imprisoned for up to 30 days and fined $1,000 per day Per day, if the violation continues. Isn't that interesting? They want to put you in with other people in a cell where you could spread it or mutate the the thing further. One of the dirtiest places you can be as far as, uh, you know, bugs and those kind of things is a jail. Pandemic Response Bill 2028 was passed by the Massachusetts Senate on April 28th and is now awaiting approval in the House. As stated in the bill, upon declaration by the governor that an emergency exists that's considered detrimental to public health, or upon uh, declaration of a state of emergency, a local public health authority with approval of the commissioner may exercise the following authorities. So here you go. To require the owner or occupier of a premises to permit entry into and investigation of the premises. Fourth Amendment. What was that uh, Bill of Rights here? Let's see. Fourth Amendment. I know that no one cares about it anymore, but just, you know, for fun. The right of the people to be secure in their persons' houses. Papers and effects against unreasonable searches. Oh, there's that word, unreasonable. See, it's your interpretation that it's unreasonable, but it's their interpretation that it is. And they run the courts. It's a pandemic. Your interpretation doesn't effing matter. They have interpreted that it's reasonable for them to say, open up. We've got a quarantine order. You will allow us to search this house or we're taking you to a prison cell. You know? Yeah. So that's how it's, it's an emergency, work. right? Well, they're giving you two choices. Either get the jab or go to quarantine or go to jail or whatever. And there's, well, no, no, there no, is no, a, not there's a third well, option. Not necessarily just – this isn't just about getting the jab. This is if they decide to quarantine, they could just come on into your uh, your home. Whether or not you've been jabbed or not, you could say, well, oh, no, I've already been shot. You might be harboring someone who hasn't. We need to check all the identifications of the people within this house to make sure that they're all been, you know, they've all been safetyified. Go ahead with the third option, though. I didn't mean well, that. well, there is a third option, and I I agree with that. It, it, the natural, what's it called, um, uh, natural solutions USA or something dot com. Uh, they're saying you know, self quarantine, voluntary self quarantine, is really the best solution if there really is a harmful pandemic then that's where you want to be you want to be home and you you want agree, away yeah. from everybody else that's the safest place you, you can be coming for the public as well as yourself i'd like to uh, mention that this segment of the show is sponsored by the stand and the andromeda strain go out and buy these books about uh, you know pandemics today <laughs> oh by the way the website was healthfreedomusa.org you don't have to buy the book mark you could get one for free at audiblepodcast.com slash ftl presuming can... it's in the inventory I, I I bet you it is. The Andromeda yeah, Strain's a pretty popular book. Can you imagine the stand at audible.com? I wonder how many hours of... Uh, well, that's Stephen King, right? Yes. Okay. It's a gigantic, gigantic book. And there's an unabridged uh, version that came out about 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, so there's more here, and there's a lot more, in fact, to this pandemic response bill. I'll bring that back around. Let's go to your calls uh, first. Julie is in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Ladies first. Julie. Hi, guys. Hey. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I just wanted to bring up the issue with the vaccines, and um, I'm kind of along the lines with you. My two children are not vaccinated. They're delayed selective vaccines, and there's absolutely no way that I'm they're going to get that swine flu vaccine. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, uh, yes, there is a way. They'll take you and put you in a prison cell. There's not enough of them to do it. Well, you know what? They, they could go ahead and take me and put me in a prison cell. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um there's still, there's no way that they're going to stick my children. You know what? Both my girls, they're young, four and one. They're not in school. If for some reason we do um, 
get infected with the swine flu, which I don't think is possible. We stay pretty healthy. We stay out of areas that are germified. Um, I really don't predict a way that they could tell that we have swine flu since we're not in school yet. I mean, unless you guys could think of another way, we may or may not go to the doctor. The doctor knows how I feel about vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Um, North Carolina has a uh, philosophical and medical exemption, no religious exemption. In my mind, philosophical and religious exemptions are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they really can't question your religious beliefs. Um, they, I don't, there's no way that's going to happen. You know, I also wanted to bring up the fact I hope that you're right. Lot, Some states I, I it will. So actually, <laughs> I really hope Actually, so according too. to a story I have here, the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services recent, uh, released a draft isolation order that would provide for imprisonment for up to two years and pretrial detention without bail for any citizen who fails to comply with an isolation order, whatever that means. Oh, boy. You can't leave your house. That, well, that's better than ha- being well, jailed. Well, I mean, regardless of the law, if we, if we get the swine flu, if we get the flu, if we get the cold, we don't really go out anywhere anyways. I mean, I'm not going to abide by an isolation rule or law or whatever they may try to impose on me, but I'm also not going to leave the house. None of us are going to feel up to it. I have a great support network that if I need something, someone can bring it to me. Um, no one's going to feel up to leaving, which... I say good on you. I mean, uh, if if you're going to refuse to obey, that's what I think is really important, and I hope that more people will join you in refusing. Including a lot lot of doctors and nurses are uh, refusing to comply with this. Excellent. Thank you, Julie, for the call. Hour 3 is coming up. We'll continue this in moments. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that... Fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on free inspection and estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the third hour of the show. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live is the show in which you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. That's the point of the program. Toll-free again, 800-259-9231. We've been talking about uh, vaccines, the swine flu situation, Massachusetts, handful of other states looking at some pretty serious police state tactics to possibly force you into being vaccinated. We'll return to that story here in a little bit. Uh, and again, inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com, where all kinds of fun stuff is available totally free. So head over there and enjoy that. Meantime, we talk to you about what you want, and we'll go to Corby in Florida. Corby, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys, I just wanted to comment on the vaccine situation, that um, the, the immunity that they have from being sued in case they make a you know, vaccine that hurts people was from a bill in 1986 by Representative Henry Waxman yep. from California. And it just says, he has a statement here that says, vaccines are products that are completely different from any others. We need <laughs> to encourage companies to develop vaccines in order to protect the public health. Horse so another. 
Right. It says they can only be sued if they have cases of true negligence or misconduct. In other words, if we intended to help you and you kids develop autism or you get hurt, it's oops, we did not do it by negligence or misconduct. It's just oops. Yeah, how are you going to prove that? So, in other words, they're forcing you to take a vaccine, supposedly, that you have no recourse if you or your child are injured. No yeah, recourse. Right, can't even so sue them. So, so what... They went to a lot of... Right, sorry. I was going to say, so where's the responsibility? Where, where's the comp, free market competition there? Right. Well, yeah, they went to a lot of trouble to the lobby Congress to get that, or the government is in with them, and they really are trying to... You know, they want to either control population or do whatever. I first one of the conspiracy theorists. I don't want to go all those routes. But yeah, it's definitely you know, a really, disturbing uh, fact. You know, I, I they should you. at least be liable for what they produce. But anyway, I wanted to comment on that. But anyway. I have to agree. I mean, it, it seems absolutely insane to me that they wouldn't. Uh, uh, you know, hold a drug company responsible for the drug that it produced. Uh, but, you know, hey, this is the nice thing about being I've heard that over connected. and over again. Right. I mean, this is one of the nice things about uh, having friends in politics is you can get exemptions for your products and you can get exemptions for your services and you can force uh, all kinds of different rules down on your competition. Just like with the, we were talking about the natural uh, health solutions and how they've essentially been forced out of uh, essentially the uh, the open marketplace because they can't make claims about what their products can do, uh, which is a big subsidy in a way, not actual of actual money transferring to them, but a a real big preference in the market for the uh, the establishment medical companies as compared to the natural companies. And, and there are times where, where a drug or something might be appropriate, but the problem is they're so overused and they're so expensive because we're forced to use them, and by law only a drug can cure something or a vaccine can cure something, that um, you, it's, it's a monopoly. Well, it's kind of an oligopoly. You have certain industries that, that basically have their, their claws in the healthcare industry, and they're basically forcing money from, from, the, uh, from the consumer. Any other thoughts tonight, Corby? Well, last one is, you know, what Wayne was saying about those adjuvants. They're basically the cut, like your coke dealer puts in the, you know, it's, it's just something cheaper to put in it, which I've heard all kinds of stories from, as you said, from alcohol, but also for, like, mouse stem cells and mm-hmm. any other cheap product they want to put in with it, you know, instead of using the actual small sample of the drug that's supposedly so expensive to produce that, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm personally against it, you know, so I think it's a, I think, you know, maybe if it's up to you if you want to take one, but... I don't get the flu, so I'm pretty healthy. I jog and take care of myself. So, you know, wash your hands and don't touch the handrails like everybody else does. Or, Exercise. You know. Yeah, all those yeah, things exactly. help. And the CDC is warning healthcare professionals to be on the lookout for uh, neurological problems from these vaccines if they, for, for those who get them. Now, there was, a, there was a polio vaccine that was given in the late 50s, early 60s, which I got, which um, basically 10, between 10 and 30 million people got which was basically tainted with monkey virus linked to a lot of soft tissue cancers. So it stays in your body your whole life, and as you get older and your immune system gets weaker, then it manifests in prostate cancer and different types of cancers. So many people think that that's why we're seeing such an, an uptick in cancer now among the baby boom generation. Corby, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dennis is in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Dennis. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, Dennis. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, before I get to the, the topic at hand, I want to throw something out about the vaccine thing. I understand people are scared about vaccines. Personally, I am so thankful for all of the wonderful vaccines that we have. I took my uh, child at the time when he turned two years old to go and get his vaccinations 
And on top of all of the other illnesses that now he's not going to get, one of them was the, the disease I knew as chickenpox. Since the time I was a kid and now, they have a vaccine for chickenpox. I got and it. If you ever had chickenpox, it sucks. Yeah, I had, I had chickenpox, but you know, the problem with that is if you have chickenpox, you're immune for life. If you get the vaccine, you're not immune for life. You have to get a booster, and even then, you're not immune for life. So the best way to be immune to chickenpox for life is to actually get it when you're a kid. It is better to get it when you're a kid because if you're an adult, it's more difficult to, uh, to fend it off, Yes, right? exactly. Well, I'm not going to argue for chickenpox. However, um, I think that there are adverse reactions to uh, vaccines, and, and that bothers me. Yeah, well, whatever. Let's talk about the real danger, <laughs> the real cancer that we have, the Internal Revenue Service. So I, uh, my wife and I got a nice little mail from the Internal Revenue Service a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no. And uh, they informed us that although we moved from California to New Hampshire like five years ago, the letter informed us that the year that we left California, we still owed somehow federal income taxes and that Basically, we had to pay $10,000, and they had a schedule set up for us already, and they wanted the $10,000, and they wanted it, like, you know, by now. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's always kind of fun. You, you suddenly get a bill for $10,000 that you have to pay within the next six weeks, right? Like, wow. Like everyone can, can just go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough position to be in. The average family, I don't, I don't think, just has $10,000 uh, sitting around that they can just send out. Especially nowadays. How are you going to deal with this, Dennis? Well, it, it turns out, so the first thing we did is said, you know, what the F, you know, where did this come from? And they're, they're alleging that, uh, they alleged a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So we went to our accountant that's been doing our taxes for the last couple of years since we moved to New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know, look, uh, here's all the info we have. And she asked us for everything we have, you know, all the records of our move and selling a property and buying a, a place and just everything that happened that year. She does it all up. And at the end of the day, after charging her like three or four hundred bucks for, for her time, she comes back and says, oh, well, the IRS made a giant big mistake. I've got all the paperwork filled out for you here. Not only do you not owe $10,000, but you can expect about a $1,000 return. Uh -huh. uh, they had done like a math. They, they, done some, they, they double counted my they, – they thought I had almost doubled my income or something like crazy like that for the time I still lived in California. Hmm. And it was it was completely their mistake, only from the uh, from the mail that the IRS sent us, it's not like they send you a, a copy of the, the the return that you had sent in with like a circle around one piece that says, oh, yeah. here's the part that you missed. No, 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 no. They just said, you owe $10,000, pay it up. Yeah, and, and you I have to figure it out. knew who to talk to. She knew what the back channels are, what the forms are you have to fill out. I mean, that's how she can charge hundreds of bucks, right? Right. And, you know, she came back with, oh, yeah, I found the mistake. It was like a, a simple arithmetic kind of a mistake, and they owe you money. You don't owe them money, so now we're all happy. You know, we're like, hey, cool, you know, here's your check for a couple hundred bucks for your time. We'll be, we'll be waiting for that sweet government check. But it's crazy. If, if you didn't have a couple hundred, I, I don't know what people would do. It's It's crazy. Yeah, well, what is the process now that you allegedly know what's really happened? How do you go about uh, begging them to stop demanding this money from you? You know, I'm a big believer in hiring professionals for stuff that you suck at. For example, someone else does the oil in my car. I am completely mechanically not inclined. Mm -hmm. I pay the guys at Jiffy Lube or whatever. They do the oil. 
and in this case, this this lady who does all of my tax and uh, and type stuff, she there was like a stack of forms and stuff, and she made it easy for me. I I just had to sign a bunch of places that she'd circled. There was forms that said official stuff on it that was good enough for me. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you. For some people, it's not as easy, and for some people, they. They don't just change their mind. They decide yeah. that, you know, well, you do still owe us this money, so pay up. We don't really care about what you're saying to us. Thanks for the call, Dennis. Good luck with that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want, tax story or anything. Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Style toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We have archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, they're all there on the front page for your downloaded convenience. You just click, and they're yours, freetalklive.com. And uh, if, if we have uh, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds offered by the Free Lakota Bank um, in a, a partnership with Midas Resources. Free Talk Live is offering these great prices to our uh, listeners. $19.70 for a one-ounce silver round from the Free Lakota Bank. And all you have to do is go to silver.freetalklive.com, and you can get one of them, you can get 20 of them, you can get 100 of them. They're beautiful. I'd say they're the most beautiful uh, coin that's currently being produced. I saw those. They're beautiful. They really are. Um, the Lakota Nation Silver Round at silver.freetalklive.com. All right. As we continue taking your phone calls, we'll go to Jake in Missouri on the amp line. Hello, Jake. Hey there, guys. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Jake? Well, I wanted to talk about not paying federal income taxes. And, excellent. Uh, Ian, I know that – what's that? I said excellent. Uh, and I know that, uh, Ian, you, you haven't paid them for I don't know how long. But I'm it's hoping been that, about five uh, years now. Five years. I'm hoping that we can get you some uh, more people to join you. And I know that there's already a lot of people underground not paying theirs, but I, I'd like to make it a little more uh, easy for other people to do the same. Um, I've talked to other people about not wanting to pay their income taxes, and they're on board, but – they're afraid of, obviously, the tax man and going to jail. Sure. So I had I had an idea that is uh, kind of in line with the Free State Project in itself. And I don't know if this has already been thought of. I haven't heard of it. But how about a virtual community of people agreeing to not pay their taxes if a certain level of people have signed on at a future date, like the, like the Free State Project? Well, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I think that it would, uh, you know, the more people, the better. However, there are already millions of people that aren't paying their taxes. You may not be able to get them all to go to a website. So, what is really the um, the the advantage to getting, say, twenty thousand, which is a um, a nominal sum compared to the millions of people that aren't currently paying taxes that do earn money, mm-hmm. um, income tax, I should say. Um, what's the point in getting twenty thousand people to sign up on a website, many of whom could already not be paying? Well, I think that you're gonna the people that don't pay are already comfortable with the consequences, and hopefully they're not going to get caught. I, I uh, that's how they're looking at it. But I, there's a lot of people that won't do that because of fear for getting caught, unless they know that they're doing it in numbers. And uh, I think that it can gain support from both the left and the right. Say, for example, you put on the uh, the website or on the online community uh, the federal budget, and you get a lot of support from the left, say that half of it is to the military. Well, you can get support from the left, and you get a lot of people 
of the from the right uh, that also are not going to want to pay. I just think that uh, this would kind of give them a platform and kind of a strength in numbers uh, to, to be able to do this and, and to, to come out and and be comfortable and not do it. Because I, I honestly don't think that just a bureaucratic change in D.C. is going to work. I think you actually have to cut the purse off. I agree. Well, I, I tend I, to agree with where you're coming from. I just I guess my concern is how are you going to what what's your pitch? on uh, getting someone who is, maybe they're right now not paying taxes, but they're not out in front about it. They're not uh, out on Front Street yelling uh, on top of a soapbox. Uh, if they're putting their name on a uh, some sort of public petition, that could scare off a lot of people. How do you plan on dealing with the objection of, hey, you know, I'm all in favor of not paying taxes, but announcing it publicly? I don't know about that. Well, I don't think, I, I mean, the people that are already doing it underground, good for them. I mean, that's more the merrier. That's not the target market. I think the target is some of the people that are now reaching their breaking point. I think that everybody's got their line in the sand that they won't cross. Mine I crossed years ago. Um, but I think that as, as you know, more and more people kind of come around to the idea of liberty and, and the idea that it doesn't matter what kind of regime, regime change you have in D.C., uh, ultimately you just have to stop paying. And then I, I think that you can drum up the support uh, by having a free state project like community, um, which I think is a great idea. I just think that you need – and, and Mark, you used the example of 20,000. Uh, that works for the free state project. I don't think I, you're actually right. I mean, you're absolutely right. 20,000 is a drop in the bucket uh, con- compared to the 330 million in America. I mean, I don't know how many of those are taxpaying Americans, but – yeah, that's a, that brings me to another issue. I think this is a fine idea, and I think if you want to do it, you should. Um, give it a shot, see what happens. But who will? how will you decide on the number? I mean, I see what you're saying. 20,000 across America is nothing. and dis- distributed throughout all the different cities and towns around America. That's nobody. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not going to give you any real significant uh, moral support on a local basis if the, the IRS does decide to target someone. Uh, if it right. were 20,000 people in New Hampshire that weren't paying uh, income taxes, that might be a little more palatable. But what, what, do, you, what do you say as far as numbers? And I, I think one of the other issues you have to uh, deal with when you're picking a number is you could be wrong. Like the number you pick might not be a very good number. We found that with the Free State Project, 20,000 was way too high because uh, the original idea of the Free State Project was to move 20,000 liberty-loving people together to the same place and have them get active for freedom. But what they didn't really count on was that a lot of these folks were going to be some super active. Activists and, really active. Yeah. I mean, so there's still a continuum. Some are less active than others, but generally the activists here are of a higher caliber than what was expected for that twenty thousand. And right. so one could make the claim that the Free State Project could have been done with two thousand or, or ten thousand or something like that. Yeah, I've got to say that I think the worst thing about the Free State Project is that twenty thousand number. I agree. I mean, the, the twenty thousand number is a is a marker of failure, not a marker of success. Um, it, it you know they 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 had a twenty thousand number by July or excuse me September of '06. They missed their their marker by. A quarter. I mean, they only had 5,000 signers at that time. Um, they they took the numbers of the people who signed up, uh, applied them on to the 20,000 number that they just sort of said, okay, forget the date. And then they applied those numbers forward. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> some people feel that those numbers are fraudulent. I, I I can see those people's point. So if you set it at three million, which would be one essentially one percent of the U.S. population, if if the population here is around 300 million, three million would be one percent. And I think that would be a pretty significant protest if uh, th- if 1% of the American people decided to speak up and uh, and d- say they were never going to pay taxes again. But 
what if you only get a million of the three? Uh, then well, everybody then, just... well, then I think that it's kind of in line. I mean, just the same way the Free State Project hasn't gotten 20,000 people. I, I think that the out, and I haven't read exactly the, the clause and the, the online contract, but uh, that you are no longer obligated to fulfill that, no longer have to move to New Hampshire, right? There is no obligation. The Free State Project is only a statement of intent. So you sign okay. that you have intent to do these things, not that there's any sort of obligation. Well, right. Okay. So then the statement of intent to withhold taxes, I mean, so you signed it, and, and so now, I mean, you end up paying if you don't get the number of people that you need. And you ask me, what's my number? I don't know. I thought about it this, this week. <laughs> right. is, uh, you guys are my focus group. I, I, I mean, and, I don't know. And I'd also like to point out that the uh, the We the People organization has a uh, court case that they they they've been pushing for years. Mm, yes. And basically, they uh, you know they had people sign on to this court case as class, class action. action people, and they said they're not paying their taxes until the United States gets out of Iraq. They have some answers on nine eleven. Uh, you know, this several other questions points. answered. They have a lot of questions. Yeah, they have a, they sev- several questions, and they didn't get them answered, and so. I mean, anybody who wanted to do to sign on board to not pay their taxes could just do that. And I think these questions are very good questions that this organization has. I, I think there may be a few other, a few more things to cover on this. I'm going to bring you back here, Jake, uh, in a moment. 800-259-9231. You, as the test audience for Jake's idea, how do you feel? What's your initial response here? Would you sign up for something like he's proposing? Dial in at 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include the chat room. You can head over to chat.freetalklive.com, get interactive with some of our other listeners during the show or outside of show hours if you can find them in there, chat.freetalklive.com. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? Well, if you knew that thousands of liberty-minded people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Just join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. We've been talking about the Free State Project here uh, tonight with Jake in Missouri, who is uh, still with us. Jake, you had brought up the idea of kind of like the Free State Project, where we're encouraging people to get together in massive numbers to get active and do something. You're talking about doing something similar with federal income taxes, and that is putting up some kind of petition uh, that basically says, if so many other people will, uh, will stop paying taxes, I will also stop paying federal taxes. And I just wanted to continue exploring this idea a little bit. I was thinking a little further on the the concept of, well, what should the number be? What Should there be a magic number? And I was thinking maybe a way around that would be kind of the way the Free State Project ended up dealing with this issue, and that is making it so you can adjust the numbers. So basically, I might be more willing to say yes to your agreement if it's... 20 people because you know I'm already not paying. So uh, I, there, there may be a, there's a continuum of people in their comfort zones. So if you had something that was a little more customizable, that might be preferential as far as getting people to participate. Uh, okay, well yeah, I'll quit paying taxes if 20,000 people agree to pay, quit paying. Whereas someone else might say, well, it's going to take two million people uh, for me. And 
so that's kind of my idea on the numbers. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's right. I, I think that's the purpose of uh, kind of talking it out now before you even you know take that first step. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what number would work. I, I mean, the Free State Project is relatively new to me, at least the concept. Um, so, uh, you know, that's why I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about it. You guys haven't been dealing with the Free State Project for years now. Well, I think um, it's a good model. I, I I hear what you're saying. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that it's a good it's a good idea to talk to people, and I think that uh, all the opinions you're gonna uh, you're gonna get um, stink. If you have a good idea, you should go ahead and do, and do that it. good good idea. I know that PledgeBank.com would make it very easy for you to do this. You could uh, set up a pledge where a million people, a hundred thousand people, ten people, whatever, mm-hmm. um, agree, and then you know it, it all kicks into play. They they make it very easy for you to do this kind of thing. However, I don't think it's going to work out. Um, the reason is is because uh, we the, the We the People organization has a great deal of money behind it. Uh, they have uh, they they pushed their thing for a decade, and they got five thousand people to sign on. Um, really, five thousand people to the that's class what action I recall. suit? That's re- what I recall. Is all they had to do is go and sign up the class action suit, and then say they're not going to pay their taxes until they um, these questions are answered. The questions were great, and it, you know it was fabulous. If you're talking about getting enough people together, uh, say a million, I don't know, but I, I just, you know, I don't think there's the advertising behind it to make it work. Right. There's not personally. You don't, you don't have a, a real set publicity uh, plan. You don't have the money behind whatever it is that you would want for the publicity to get the uh, the message out there. You could try to, I mean, you could hope it goes viral. I mean, there's always that possibility that it it'll just hit big on the internet and go viral, but I, it doesn't seem likely because of what you're talking about earlier about how reticent people are toward the idea i mean they're frightened to death people are scared s-less of the uh, the governments out there that whether it's federal or local or state they're they're scared to death of disobedience and you're talking about asking people to disobey even even in large numbers and i think that's another one of the issues that i can you know that's that's popping into my mind here is that there's a certain point at which numbers just get too big now i don't know what that point is for everybody but to me a million people is a lot of damn people. I don't really know what that means. Like you know, a million, two million, ten million? I it's mean, a, it's what? a huge number. I was looking at uh, REO Speedwagon's, uh, uh, you know, the the one of their songs on the internet. The views on YouTube, they had two million views. For God's sakes, I mean, you're asking you're asking two million people to sign up to not pay their taxes. Something that's a lot bigger. Uh, a, a popular number one song in the '80s couldn't get that many views on YouTube. I just, I don't know, man. The, the, the numbers sound. Right extraordinary to me keep on loving right, you, but right. and, and, well, yeah, yeah mark i love how you went to reo speedwagon that's awesome well yeah. um, the intangible I like that. that you've got to go there the intangibility <laughs> is is the factor that i want to focus on here for a moment that you've got these big numbers that are kind of meaningless because you're disconnected from those people it would be one thing if you were at some sort of rally where there were a hundred thousand people and you could feel the energy of those hundred thousand people, and the you know whatever it was that was uh, the wave goes through the crowd, and uh, shouts and various different things are are happening. You can feel that it's very tangible, it's very concrete, it's very real. Whereas if you've just got an online form that says, "Well, three hundred thousand people have signed this form so far." But you don't know who those folks are. You don't know if they're even real. You don't know if the system has been scammed. Uh, so there are all right. kinds of unknowns for 
you you have to enter into this imagining yourself as the timid little taxpayer that's always kind of maybe fantasized because there are the people that are not going to be uh, very good prospects. Those are the people that say, well, I disagree with the taxes being spent here and there, but I like the welfare program or I like the military, so I'm going to keep paying taxes. You're only really appealing to a certain percentage of the existing tax base. And right. Well, and I I don't think that it necessarily has to be a hundred percent. I think that you can start with withholding what you feel. I mean, another way to look, another way that you could set it up. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> if you're not going to wait, whoa! If you're not going to withhold it all, I think you're in some real tough territory there. And and if I may wait, wait, explain, uh, if if you if you fill out their forms and you fill oh, them I out incorrectly, those are fe- that's a federal crime. It seems to I me see. you're better off not filling anything out and just going off the radar, if uh, if possible, rather than I filling see, yeah. out a form for the F- sure. for the IRS saying, ha ha, I'm cutting you a five hundred dollar check right. instead of a thousand. Talk about doing their police work for them. I mean, you're you're handing the criminal to them at that point. Yeah. At the very least, by not filing, they have to do some investigation. And we right. know what government loud bureaucrats are. Loud and clear. I got you. Yep. So, yeah, if you are going to go through with it, definitely make it so that these people are pledging to withdraw 100%. And uh, that would be the way uh, to appeal to the people that are serious about this, that are serious about starving, as you were saying, the federal government. And I'd I, love to see this succeed. I really would. Me I too. Just, I'm trying to give you some, some realistic ideas as to what people's objections are going to be but and, I their, think, and their legitimate objections. I think that um, you should learn from the mistakes of the Free State Project on this one. I think you should learn um, – it should, should just put up a website, more likely just put up a website that encourages people not to pay their taxes, what they – the the government's taxes, what it is that they can expect, why they should uh, you know sh- should do what you say. I I think you should encourage because every person that doesn't pay their tax pay that pay their taxes is valuable. Every person that signs your list is useless until they get to two million or four million or whatever the number is. Oh, and then you get the then you get the other issue of contacting these folks. Because it's not going to be a two-week process to get a million signatures. I don't know how long that would take, but it, it's not going to be easy. The Free State Project's been around since, two, uh, you know, the idea was 2001. So you're talking about eight years at this point. Right. And, and they're just getting ready to hit 10,000. And really, is the commitment any significantly different from the Free State Project? It's a pretty significant commitment on both of those issues. In the Free State Project, it's the commitment of uprooting your life. If you've got a family uprooting them, too, and getting everybody to New Hampshire, that's a pretty big task and pretty serious commitment. In this case, it's the commitment of taking the risk of uh, not paying the federal government and what they could possibly do to you. So you are asking for a relatively courageous thing for people to do. It's going to be very difficult to get those names on that list. Then you have the issue of contacting people, because as we found out, or as I've found out with my experience with the Free State Project, when I was running the local group down in Sarasota before we moved up here, I got the list of names of all the Free State Project members that were from that area. And this would have been back in, what, 2005 or so, I think? Because we left in 06. So like 2005-ish is when I started this group. So about four years, only four years after after the Free State Project had uh, founded, most of those names, I couldn't get in touch with them. And I had not just email addresses, I had physical addresses and phone numbers, and I was trying to cross-check the physical addresses with their names to see, like, reverse address check, try to find out if they've moved to another location. I did everything I could to try to track these folks down, and there was a, a percentage of them that I was able to actually get in touch with. So then, you know, the next issue you're dealing with is, well, if you even do make it to a million names, how are you going to inform those people that, the, the you know, that it's actually made it, if they've changed their email address? Good luck, man. Thanks for the call. More coming 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Have you ever wished you didn't have to push the shopping cart all the way back to the store or didn't have to make so many trips to get the groceries in the house? For the last month or so, at my house, we've been using Totasac. These are handles made of 100% recycled material designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. Go to totasac.com. That's spelled T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com and get a family pack today. It's Totasac. They carry more than you can, a lot more. All right. We continue here. I just want to get the rest of this out here briefly about the pandemic response bill. Since we started this story, I wanted to uh, to finish it up. From WorldNet Daily, pandemic response bill 2028 passed by the Massachusetts State Senate earlier this year, awaiting approval now in the House. All kinds of uh, scary police state provisions here about what they can do to you in the so-called state of emergency. So basically all the governor has to do is say, it's a state of emergency. It's an emergency. And that, uh, that just changes how everything works. Uh, and this is kind of common amongst the governments. They've, they've had the states of emergency in the past, and they've always had these provisions that allow them to essentially turn into complete tyrannies instead of just partial tyrannies. And uh, so just let me go, go down the list of things that this bill will authorize. And as our earlier caller pointed out, as one of these states actually succeeds and passes uh, one of these pieces of legislation, you'll probably see similar legislation pack, uh, essentially pop up in other places around the country. So just because this is Massachusetts doesn't mean that you will avoid such things in your geographic area. So you could be required as the owner or occupier of premises to permit entry into an investigation of the premises. Uh, to close, direct, and compel the evacuation of or to decontaminate or cause to be con- decontaminated any building or facility and to allow the reopening of the building or facility when the danger is ended. To decontaminate or cause to be, uh, to be decontaminated or to destroy any material. To restrict or prohibit assemblages of persons. Freedom to assemble, gone. The require to require a healthcare facility to provide services or the use of its facility, or to transfer the management and supervision of the healthcare facility to the department of whatever it was, whatever government bureaucracy is doing this, or to a local public health authority. So basically, they can go into the hospital and say, "We're taking over here." All you doctors and uh, hospital administrators, who it's your job to do these things, us government bureaucrats are not going to take control of things. To control ingress, They're so much better at these these things. You know. Yeah, to control ingress to and egress from any stricken or threatened public area and the movement of persons and materials within the area. That means checkpoints. That means they will set up uh, different ways to control your movement. To adopt and enforce measures to provide for the safe disposal of infest- infectious waste and human remains, and uh, to procedure to procure rather take immediate possession from any source store or distribute any antitoxins serums vaccines immunizing agents antibiotics and other pharmaceutical agents or medical supplies located within the commonwealth as may be necessary to respond to the emergency so they'll have the right to steal any sort of medical supplies that they need from the medical providers that are in the area to require in-state health care providers to assist in the performance of vaccination treatment 
examination, or testing of any individual as a condition of licensure, authorization, or the ability to continue to function as a health care provider of the Commonwealth. Now, Wayne, you had told me that you had a story about certain health care providers that are basically saying, whoa, we don't want to be a part of this, right? Yes, there there are a certain percentage, in fact, a significant percentage of healthcare workers that are actually refusing to take part in this and don't want to get the shots, who have their own ideas about vaccination theory, and 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 rightly so, are refusing, and and that's going to be a big problem for these people who are trying to force this down our throats. Well, if they refuse. And then they have their license taken away. They're going to be out of work. Well, then there's right? not going to be enough health care workers. What are they going to do? They're, they're, they're in over a barrel because when you have that, not that many people, health care workers who don't want to do it, what are you going to do? What if you, had, you only had maybe 30% left that were willing to take it? And they're all going to be, well, not all of them, but a lot of them are going to be sick. So you're not going to have any health care workers. Well, yeah, now we're back to the issue of, well, how do you get people to rally together and actually show solidarity on these issues? Like we were talking with uh, Jake about the, the tax issue. I mean, it's, it's easy to say, well, yeah, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't agree with this. If you disagree with vaccinating these people, you shouldn't go along with it. But when the state comes along and says, well, uh, if you don't do as we say... You're never going to be able to operate as a nurse in this state again. I think a lot and of people would, would willingly walk away for that. I hope you're right about better, that. Better their life than, than their job. To waive the here's some of the other things it'll do. Uh, to waive the Commonwealth's licensing requirements for healthcare professionals with a valid license from another state. Okay. To allow for the dispensing of controlled substance by appropriate personnel consistent. Blah blah blah. To authorize the chief medical examiner to appoint a prescribed duties of such emergency existent uh, uh, to collect specimens and perform tests on any animal living or deceased and to care for any emerging mental health or crisis counseling needs. So there's there's more to this uh, about what they're going to authorize. Uh, law enforcement authorities are authorized to arrest without warrant any person whom the officer has probable cause to believe has violated an order for isolation or quarantine and shall use res- reasonable diligence to enforce such an order. They don't you, even bother with probable cause. Uh, it says that you do have to have probable cause to believe that of an order has been violated. So that's pretty nebulous. A person who knowingly violates an order for isolation or quarantine shall be punished by imprisonment of not more than 30 days and may be subject to a civil fine of not more than $1,000 per day. That the violation dollars. Unbelievable. Oh, and so it's, it just continues for as long as, until you take your shot, I guess. Yeah. Is That's nice? what it sounds like. But good reason not to live in Massachusetts. Uh, Florida, there's more, though. It's not just Massachusetts. According to the CDC, the following states have implemented uh, certain legal actions in response to the scary flu virus. Florida's Surgeon General has suspended distribution permit requirements to allow wholesale distribution of Tamiflu and Relenza. It's also distributed a series of blank quarantine order forms, including a voluntary home quarantine agreement, a quarantine to residence order, a quarantine to residence order for noncompliance, a, guarant- a quarantine to facility order, that means some sort of hospital, mental hospital or something, uh, jail, quarantine detention order, etc., etc. I- uh, Iowa, in addition to the facility quarantine orders, they've made av- available forms for a voluntary home confinement, home quarantine, and home isolation and, you know, the list goes on of various different states that have these uh, detention orders that they've been essentially prepping. They're, it, they're getting ready for something to happen. Isn't here. this perfect, though? Because everybody's a suspect. Everybody. That's what they want, right? Yeah. They, they, the, want, they want you to be uh, intimidated. They, they want, want to scare to people. They want to scare people, and they want to grab more control. This is, this is a, a perfect pretext because everybody is a suspect. And it, it it doesn't just affect a small group of people with towels on their heads this time. 
Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Uh, and, of course, the, uh, the, the questions are, what will they do next? Will they be forcing school children uh, to get the swine flu vaccination? And I can't see why they wouldn't. I mean, you're, you're talking about packing a bunch of human beings into a, uh, yeah. a building in a close proximity there where the government has control. Of course they're going to do that. So that's going to be uh, pretty scary. Also talking about the question of mandatory flu vaccines. But as you say, Wayne, if they can't find the people to actually administer the vaccines, it could be a, a, a tricky situation. Well, so. this happened before, you know, the, there was a similar situation about maybe five years ago where they were attempting to initiate something like this. And they had so many healthcare workers that refused that they had to back off. And they may back off again yet because we shall there's see. a lot of resistance to this. And, and it's, it's really, I know there's supposed to be this viral poster going around of a picture of a snake. And the teeth are actually two syringes. It says, don't take the shot. Did you hear about that one? I didn't. Uh, let's go to your phone calls and talk to Todd in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Todd. Hey, uh, Ian, Mark, and Wayne. How's it going, guys? Todd, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, the reason I'm I'm calling tonight is because... Well, uh, this is sort of related to the uh, health care situation. Um, I was actually uh, I was actually in the hospital today. Well, oh dear. I wasn't personally in the hospital. My dad was in the hospital um, because he was on the edge of a diabetic coma. Um, his blood sugar was very low, and we had to send him to the hospital. And Sounds no, horrible. To make a long story short, apparently his blood sugar level was down to below 70 to the point where he could have slipped into a diabetic coma had I not been there to save him. So I called 911 and, and had him sent there. So, so what happened? You know, uh, he's fine. Uh, he's feeling much better. So uh, he was feeling weak. Was there an issue that you wanted to tie into that? Well, um Basically, um, the the uh, while we were there in the waiting room, we had a very interesting lady. Uh, I was in the waiting room with my brother, and she was talking about the whole Obamacare situation. And everybody there, I guess, the whole Obama situation with uh, the health care. Uh, everybody basically is saying, you know what? Um, this is crazy that Obama wants the health care because. You know, his brand of health care, because basically now everybody is going to, um, because we have people coming in and all that, and they're going to be wanting more health care because it's going to be free. So they were getting I mean, it, is what you're saying, in the, the, uh, in the, the hospital. The wait times would already be long. You're sitting Good. in an emergency room. It's pretty easy. Yeah, yep, no doubt about it. it. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.